Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One of the things that I find really difficult about rejection is that you don't know at what point you are being like dogged and strong and just trying again and again versus when you're like banging your head against the wall, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We love stories of people who like keep trying to get on the baseball team and they finally get out of the minors and they do it. But you like don't hear about the people who like try and try and try and try And it just, like, never happens for them. And it's so hard when you're in that moment where you're like, am I Jerry Seinfeld getting a million rejection letters before NBC says this is a good idea? Or am I just torturing myself unnecessarily? And that is the question that Penny Jo has today. Is she being resilient and brave? Or is she going down the wrong path? I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Penny Joe. Hello. How nice to see you. Nice to see you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you today? I'm in my house, in my studio, and I live in a small village between Frankfurt and Cologne. Teeny tiny little village, and I love it. I don't know this for sure, but you don't sound like a German native. No, I'm an American. I'm originally from Wisconsin in America. and Yeah, what brought you to Germany? (laughs) I was with a traveling drama company for a long time. That was my first career. I did that in the States. And then I was sent overseas. And I did sort of one year in Sweden and Finland, and then three years in Britain, and then a lot of time in Germany. And we did that for a good long time. And then we stopped that in 2018. And my daughter was 16 at the time and sort of starting her life. And so we said, well, where do you want to live your life? And uh, she wanted to do that in Germany. So we got regular jobs and I work at a bakery and my husband works at a warehouse and that's who we are. Wow. Wow. 
I'm picturing you as part of, like, one of those troops in Hamlet that, like, travels around to palaces and performs for people. Have you ever performed in a palace? I don't think so. I think I've performed in some old villas. We would perform at schools and churches and things. So a lot of old manor houses would sometimes be converted into schools. So I've performed in some nice big rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just traveled around in a van. Yeah. (laughs) So that was what we did. It was very glamorous. So what is bringing you on to our podcast today? Well, when we left our company in 2018... I really wanted to focus on being a singer-songwriter and do more in music. I'd done sort of a demo album in 2014, and then I had not pursued it. And 2018 came along, and my husband said, okay, well, it's, it's your time now. You can do what you want, you know, and follow your dreams. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to follow my dreams, and I'm going to write the songs that make the whole world sing, and I'm going to be awesome and everything. And I had some initial success in 2018. I went on The Voice of Germany. I started producing my own songs and they're fine. Mm. I like them. Yeah. Not a lot of other people like them. And I don't mean to sound like a whiny whiner because, you know, a lot of things are very, very good. But, you know, sometimes it's just a hard slog and I take things very personally when I have rejection. And at the beginning of the year, I had quite a number of songs sort of finished. And I had a radio station nearby that had taken two of my songs. And then I submitted some songs and I submitted four in a row that were all rejected. And I took it really hard. And then I missed my my deadline for releasing my next single, you know, and I was like, what's the point? Nobody loves me, you know, and I was... I didn't have that resilience. Sort of my feeling before was, well, look at me, I'm I'm 48 years old. I should have no chance of having success as a singer-songwriter. So therefore, what have I got to lose? And now it's like after having a little bit of success but then not being able to continue the momentum. Do you know? And I think the question is Do I just get a real job (laughs) and pay into my retirement and do a little bit better? Because, um, you know, I work at a bakery and it's a nice steady job. It provides me with the flexibility to go off and do shows, but it doesn't give me a lot of income. And it's also very, um, you know, not fulfilling (laughs) in that way. So is your question... Should I quit the bakery slash songwriting and get another job? Or is it like, should I even stop writing songs as a hobby? How would you articulate what's at stake? That's sort of the two big cruxes. Yeah, Yeah. it's like give up the singer songwriting and bakery and really go pursue something that has a higher rate of return. or. Yeah, I've had some other opportunities in the singing thing that still get me a little bit more into music, but not in the singer-songwriter thing. So I've been doing gigs actually in Koblenz, which is not too far away from here, where we I dress up in a dirndl and I go and sing for English tourists and they compliment me on my English, which is very good. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. But it's just singing. 
and there's nothing special about it. I also sing for weddings and now I'm doing vocal coaching. And all of those things are sort of things that people were asking me from the beginning to pursue, but I'm like, no, I'm a songwriter. You know, I'm going to write the next hallelujah. And I get bored singing the same songs. Do you know? What about writing the next hallelujah appeals to you? Is it the process that you love? Is it singing for yourself that you love? Do you feel completely fairly that like the public recognition is something that matters to you? No, I mean, I do like public recognition, of course, but I do. But I also I really enjoy the process of songwriting. I like having lyrics. I like having interesting ideas. I think songwriting matters so that people don't feel alone. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting by yourself and you go, nobody understands me. And then you hear a lyric or a song or a phrase and you go, that's it. That's that's what I couldn't articulate. Yeah. I love that. I love when I'm trying to come up with a phrase and I have it. It feels right. Yeah. So the obvious question is, why can't you go for this like career with a 401k or whatever the German equivalent is of a 401k and just like keep writing songs on the side? Do both and keep pursuing the songwriting, but spend five years making money and raking it in and see how that feels. Is there something about that that when I say it, you're like, but no. I think so. Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's it's like the death of rock and roll in my body. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, I, I do. I completely know what you mean. I, do, I don't but, necessarily you know, mean I, it. I'm just speaking <laughs> on behalf of other people who are in my head listening. They might not yeah. even be real. I do. I get it. You know, and I think, OK, I could do this. I could do websites. I could go and work for a company. I could answer phones. I could I could do the things that I did before. When I wasn't on tour and then I was working in the in the office, you know, that was what a lot of what I did. And it doesn't satisfy me. I know that it's right, but I also know, unfortunately, it also takes sort of that mental energy yeah. where you get home at the end of the day and you just don't have anything more because everything's been taken up with little tasks and doing this and doing that. Totally. And you just don't have the brain power. Yeah. Whereas the bakery, even though it's menial and it's nothing. It doesn't take any brain power whatsoever. So if it's slow, I can take out a notepad and write, you know? And yeah. yeah. What would the motivation be to get that job? Are you worried about retirement? Sometimes. Okay. So there's yeah. like real financial stress. Yes and no. I mean, the German system is different because sure. you pay in for all of your working life. Right. I didn't have that working life. Right. My working life started really five years ago. Right. And so that doesn't really exist for me. Is there a step at which this can, at least one part of it, can be a math problem where you sit down with your husband and you're like, okay, according to actuarial tables, we're going to live until we're 90. Like, this is how much we need in savings. And then it's like, okay, so I need to work really hard at a certain kind of job for two and a half years. And like, we're going to put every penny away into that account, whatever it is. Can there be a phase of this at least that is less nebulous and is just like math? I think there is. I don't know what it is. You know, we'd have to 
check with Ashtoya Barata what we actually need. Right. Yeah. I think money is emotional. I think money is very emotional and that we should make financial decisions in part because of emotions, right? Like, I just don't feel secure yet. But I do think that there is part of money that we are scared of looking at closely. So we just don't. And actually, if we look at closely, there could be some like real freedom in it. And so I just wonder if like you did that math, just the knowledge of what exactly the parameters are, would that be helpful to you potentially? I think so. I I think also it's sometimes I think it's it's not just the money, it's also the time to get the money and where that happens in my life because I'm 50 now. Right. And so I think I should have my adventures now before I get too old. The the lack of mobility, you right. know, the lack of energy, that's all creeping up around the corner. So at that point, I might as well take those years to go sit at a desk. Right. <laughs> Totally. Well, I may still have a little bit of physicality to go and get on a cruise ship and go sing for them for a while. Or I don't know. Right. I mean, I do think the 50 of it all is playing a big role here, right? You're like, oh, I'm 50. My daughter has grown. I'm in a new phase of life. Oh, shit. What do I want to do with it? Yes and no. I mean, I did a lot of that when we left in 2018. Got it. And that was the big motivator. So in one sense, I've done the whole burn down my life and start anew. Yeah. And now, well, for one thing, you know, it's five years now. I mean, admittedly, two of them were Corona, but I was supposed to be further along yeah. than I am. Yeah. And that's that's sort of hard. Yeah. On the other side... Some things are happening now because of Corona not being there. More of the weddings, more of the vocal coaching. People are asking me to teach, which is nice. It's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. But at the same time, now I'm just being the man instead of sticking it to the man. Do you know? I don't think being a voice teacher is the man. Yeah, I know. But my kids, they're so young. They're like 13 and 14 and they've got all these boy problems. And I just feel like I never got over my boy problems. How am I supposed to help you? So what I'm hearing is two different things. One is I'm not where I thought I would be. And that is so hard because I take the rejection really personally. And I'm not sure how much more rejection I can take. But the other is I also don't know if I can take not doing this. I love songwriting and even something as objectively pure as teaching young people to sing or singing to people on the day of their marriage <laughs> feels corrupt <laughs> to you because the thing that you want to do most in the world is write songs. And like, that's what's actually at stake is like, can I take the rejection? Can I take not doing this. Is that right? No. no, I think that is that is it. You said something at the very beginning of when we were talking. You asked, am I losing my resilience? And like, what if I told you like, this is what resilience looks like? Resilience looks like being really sad when you get rejected, taking a period of like mourning and feeling bad about all of it and then saying well I don't have a choice I'm a singer-songwriter like I don't have a choice and like doing it anyway I don't believe in suffering but 
not writing songs is like the bigger suffering here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think if I stopped, I would I would miss that more. I would miss that that sense of purpose and that sense of adventure and that drive and the things that I want to be. Yeah. And it's so painful. It's just so painful. But I think like crying in a room about how painful it is is part of resilience. Otherwise, it would just be success. Yeah. So I just need to build my resilience and I need to get better habits. So I'm just not eating a whole can of Pringles. And I just think you're doing great. I don't know. I think that it's this hard. Yes. I just think that this is how hard it is. I don't think you have to improve your resiliency. I think that the pain is normal. Okay, now do a little imagination with me, though. You're 89 years old. You're really looking at the end of your life. And you're like, wow, I spent my whole life writing songs. And there was no hallelujah. How do you feel? Probably okay. I mean, probably okay. I mean, hopefully I've still got a room to sleep in and a, and a roof over my head. And- but we're going to, you're going to work on that. That's one <laughs> Saturday of work. That's stipulated. Okay. Okay. And if you have to work for three years at a soul crushing job in order to make sure that you are warm in your nineties, you'll do it. You know, like I'll do it. Like, cause you'll know exactly what you're doing it for. It'll be awful. Yep. But like, <laughs> Then yes, I would be happy with that. I think what you're doing is this hard that this is what success and resilience looks like. Okay. Thank you very much. And I'm sorry it's so painful. I think I knew it would be too. Do you know? It's just yeah. there's sometimes you just want to be a a special little butterfly princess and yeah. have everything just magically sort of work out. And then it's not that way. Benny Joe, if if helpful, what do the next three months look like? The next six months. It can include more wallowing. I need to still be in the artistic process, the the part of my artistic process where I am wallowing because of rejection. That is a valid part of an artistic process. Yeah. But I'm just curious. I think the most productive thing for me would be figuring out my money mm-hmm. with bakery and gigs and vocal coaching. Yeah. What that money actually looks like and what the time actually yep. looks like. Yep. And then reestablishing my release plan mm-hmm. based on that. I think it's probably going to look more like four or six songs a year rather than eight to 10. Yeah. I think that might help. Yeah. Okay. I think it's more, more balanced and more cohesive. The other thing I'll say, I really hear you saying like, I'm 50, I'm running out of time. One of the reasons I became a chaplain is because I was like, that is a job I can do until I am 90. And singing and songwriting, I don't know, you've got another 40 years. Like, you've still got a lot of life and time. Yep. Just wheel me up on the stage. I'm ready to go. 
even if it's just four songs a year, four songs a year for 40 years is a lot of songs. I can't, I can't wait to hear them. Penny and Joe, thank you so much. You are lovely and a delight. And I am very excited for all of your students. And I'm very excited for me to listen to all of your future songs. Thank you very much. It was really fun talking to you. It was really fun. (laughs) You've been listening to Should I Quit, the latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you are a regular listener, we would love your support. Another way that you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at realquestionpod. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, and Shannon Sheehan. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister. We are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman. Today, our opening music was by Nick Bull, but our closing music is by Penny Joe. Thank you so much to Penny Joe for joining us today. And thanks as always to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Laura Glass, AJ Yaramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Natalie Folkerts, Casper Trakyle, and Stephanie Paulsell. Torn, cover me face down 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details